0: Welcome to The Sacred Dance. This podcast will aid you in finding balance and a polarizing reality. I'm your host, Annette Maria, Purpose and Feminine Liberation Coach, Intuitive Facilitator of Healing and Channel. Exploring topics of spirituality, sexuality, healing, and the energetics behind it all, we are going deep into all that we experience on this human ride, All is welcome and nothing is off-limits. You will experience conscious conversations with leading experts in the healing arts and channeled insights from me. It's time for life to feel like a sacred dance. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to The Sacred Dance. I'm here today with Brandi Knight. She is the CEO of Inner Calling, The Esoteric Exorcist, and a best-selling author, and a new soul sister. And I'm so excited to bring her on to talk all about the beauty of our emotions and wherever else we are taken to explore on our conscious conversation. So welcome, Brandi, to The Sacred Dance. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor
1: and I love playing with some, some badass ladies like
0: yourself. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So first off, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing real good after having a very intense, uh, full blood moon, moon blood, (laughs) cycle eclipse extravaganza where I had planned on like doing all of these classes and rituals and my system was like actually you're gonna rest and if you don't rest because I fought it we're gonna actually just get more intense so you rest and so I was really kind of like oh okay listening in on that which was you know like my monkey mind was like damn it I want to like do stuff <laughs> but, but man, I needed a rest. So I'm coming out of that. I don't know if you experienced something like that or, but I was like, Whoa.
0: Yeah. I was actually in the same exact place this week. My body things just kind of transitioned in a certain way. And I was just being called to rest. And then I was like, you know what, but I don't, you know, whatever we don't have to. And then like parts of my body, my right side, of my body would clamp up, you know, things started mm-hmm. to seize up. And I was like, all right. I'll listen. So <laughs> sounds like <laughs> we're two women who just need to work better on that listening. <laughs> like, oh yeah, rest that part. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Right? That side yeah. of the polarity is just as important as the other. So I'm happy that yeah. we even just touched on that. Yeah. But tell our listeners here, you know, what is an esoteric exorcist? Like what what is that yeah. compass?
1: Totally, you know, it's um a name actually that I was, you know, I, my work years ago was kind of compared to exorcisms. So it wasn't something that I initially, initially, kind of like went into with an idea of like I'm gonna pro. <laughs> exorcist. But then I was like, oh, yeah, we're really purging uh, and transmuting low lying frequencies in the system through emotional release work. And, and, um, you know, some of it might look kind of uh, comparable to what we might think of maybe a more traditional, um, you know, exorcist uh performed by a Catholic priest or shaman or whatever. Um, and I and I I paired along with it the esoteric uh, because I work really deeply with um frequencies, mathematical codes, uh acoustic wave patterns. Um, and so a lot of that is considered esoteric. So there's nothing religious about what I do. Um, It's to each their own. You bring your own shit into, into our sessions, into our work. But what I really noticed that one of my superpowers is, is going into someone's space with their permission, identifying and then what's like the sludge right? That's like holding them back and tethering them to whatever. And then we loosen that together, purge it together through different exercises and and, um, and, and also organic experience
0: mm. to, to set free, to set yourself free, basically. Absolutely. I love how you said the sludge, right? You kind of go into the muck yeah. and you pull, you help them pull it yeah. out. And that's really important. So mm-hmm. When you help them pull it out, you know, in what ways does that happen? Is it through one-on-one work, group work? Like how is that that space held for the person? Like how does that look like for someone?
1: Totally. Um, that's a really good question. It has shifted since now most of my sessions are like this, like on Zoom. You know, in person it was very like uh, I'm gonna say hands-on, but not necessarily like physically hands-on, but in a very close physical energy field. And so the, it, that just comes with a different type of, you know, a different thing, right? And so when you're in a container like that with a guy, a physical guide in person, um, it just usually seemed that people would kind of crack open a little bit more readily. Mm. So being in this kind of a dynamic, actually i found that uh, people are more hesitant to do this work in this like privacy of their own home.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So, but we, so I've, I've adapted um, exercises. So it would look like a one on one initially. I do work with couples and families and, you know, work groups and, and wh- whatever kind of group with people on board or, or a yes to that work. Um, but it looks like accountability and it looks like getting over your shit uh, and not caring what you look like or sound like. Uh, It looks like I'm ready enough is enough. Let's do this thing. It looks like a lot of that because it's far out, but, and again, it's, it's, it's tools and exercises and organic flow. Mm. So it's a blend of all of these different, um, aspects of, uh, the modalities that I'm trained in and also my own unique, uh, stuff that I bring to the table that's specific for each session.
0: Mm, Beautiful. And can you just touch on what some of those modalities are? So yeah, totally. Backgrounds there.
1: Absolutely. I started out with Theta Healing.
0: So that was like my first kind of
1: professional uh, introduction. Like I was a, you know, I came to the table with a a Theta Healing certificate and then I moved into neuro-linguistic programming and law of attraction coaching and EFT tapping. Um, and uh, kundalini uh, yoga, Mm. and also SRI, somatic respiratory integration. And then uh, then I got into like more in person. I was doing these guided group uh, shamanic journeys. I was doing one-on-one shamanic work as well. Um, At a very early age, I was um, greeted by a non-physical shaman. And have been kind of working hand in hand, uh, you know, or very closely since that very early age of like four. Oh, um, wow. So it's kind of like this woven, you know, this very, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. In it, 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 my experience as the practitioner is very beautiful. And as the client, you know, it's, it can be all of the things, but those are some of the modalities that I like to lean into. Um, especially when developing like some more uh, take home homework practice in between sessions for clients.
0: Beautiful. So let's dive into a bit of your backstory, right? Like what brought you to this work? What made you inspire to help people pull up the sludge? I mean, part of it looks like you didn't have a choice, um, but let's, let's explore that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, um, how I grew up was very, there was like a tight hold on emotional expression and healthy, uh, like physical affection. There Mm -hmm. wasn't unhealthy physical affection, but there wasn't a lot of like hugging and loving and snuggling. And I was in, in, or, you know, encouragement to kind of just like get stuff out necessarily um, that I remember anyways. And so I found myself just stuck at a very early age, and screaming on the inside. And I didn't know how to get it out, but the weight grew, the depression and the oppression started to set in. And um, yeah, that lasted for quite some time uh, until I had a moment where I, I said enough is enough. Mm. Said so, enough is enough. I was almost like, well, like, so it doesn't happen for everybody, but for me, I was just, I was almost like annoyed with myself, like, God, I could see my addiction to suffering. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? And so then I got introduced to naturopathic medicine, long story short. And um, from there, uh, a bunch of other different guides and practitioners, uh, one of the highlights being um, epi- EpiEnergetics, which is network care chiropractic uh, spinal analysis, which is um, in my in my opinion, um, like if you're going to go anywhere, <laughs> that's like that's leading edge medicine right there. So through so, uh, sound and movement and emotional uh, release work that I did on my own, which looked like um, energy work, screaming, crying, yelling, speaking, liberating th- through that, let myself through that sound of movement, um, I realized like, oh shit! I, not only do I have a gift of healing myself. But then I remembered, like, I'm actually really connected to a lot of non physical magic. Mm. And I let that in again. I let it in as a child, and then I push it away, and then I let it in again. And then it was like.
0: Mm. Beautiful. I love that. And I can relate to your aspects of your story in some way of you know, feeling that heaviness, right? As well as having those unseen realm experiences as a child and pushing them away because being like, what the fuck is this? Right, And then allowing them to come back in. But how you were saying that that expression of the emotions, the screaming, the crying, allowing yourself to vocalize it and use that, that was a powerful tool for you. And I know something that is a big part of what you do is that responsible emotional release, right? And letting yourself have that. So Let's dive into that. What is responsible emotional release and how has that, you know, helped shape and transform you and the people that you've worked with?
1: Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So in order to get to responsible emotional release that's occurring in the moment where the circumstance is going down, we have to clean house. Otherwise, we get triggered, the throat chakra opens, the backlogged shit sees the light at the end of the tunnel, remember? And it's like, take me with you. And that is called a temper tantrum, okay? Right, but it's it's something triggers, we're fueled with the pent-up emotions of the past, and we're seeing this on the planet across the board, adult-sized temper tantrums are not a good look. Hmm. So we begin at kind of like the root cause, of the backlogged emotion. Why I did it, where I learned it. But we, doesn't, we don't have to like rehash, right? So there's a difference in the work that I do. Um, we wanna identify certain things, but we don't wanna rehash and reactivate what has happened in the past. Otherwise you then attract more of that. But we need to kind of like, okay, boom, kind of start to connecting the dots. And so what happens is we go into those times and spaces and we purge the emotional content. And so when you're in session with me, we do things called the pillow purge exercise. We do things called... um the, the solid block of thought exercise, pillow purge exercises, literally you grab a pillow, you inhale, and then you, ah, or whatever organic needs to come out. You don't have to have a pillow. Just most people are doing shit, you know, and they want a pillow. <laughs> <So loud>. Right. <laughs> right. It's a, you know, so basically we go, we identify, we create the state by bringing ourselves there through theta brainwave. And then we allow the emotional content that's already there. So that's the thing. We're not creating it. We're not dredging it up to create something new. We're, we're kind of dredging it up because it's already there, okay? And so then we get used to those emotional expressions. Okay, it's not so scary anymore. Okay, I feel kind of like, you know, I feel like I can navigate this with a little bit of precision. I'm not, I'm not afraid, I don't get anxiety. My throat doesn't close and I don't freak out and start to tremble. My nervous system doesn't have a response when I feel like I'm scared or I feel like I need to cry or whatever else. So we get really kind of like, you know, um, fluent and, and, and um, capable and confident around purging the past emotional content. Mm. That foundation is so important. That has to be set yeah. in order to then responsibly com- uh, communicate, have a, have a communication in a moment which looks like, okay, if I know how to navigate from the lower chakras deliberately, then I can kind of rise up to the higher chakra. That's like, you know, take the high road or high vibe, you know, here are different versions of that, which looks like, okay, I'm gonna take a moment to take a breath and see the use my broader perspective to, to kind of wrap some love around this whole thing and know that everything is here for me to learn. Doesn't mean you have to love everything, right? It's like this person treating me like shit, I'm gonna love it, right? That's not what that means, but it means like, okay, boop, why is this here? How did I attract it? You know, universal mirror is a fucking bitch, right? Okay, what am I learning? How can I navigate this? So that really is a responsible expression. And we don't want to suppress so, you know, if you're crying or if you're angry, you grump it a little bit and then you move on. We don't hold on to it. Okay. So in the moment expression, but from a place of I take accountability for this shit hitting
0: the fucking fan, I see it. goddamn it, ah, right? And then
1: you move on. Right. Um, yeah,
0: so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that there's a few avenues we can take that. Right. But owning that. And I, I want to touch on that spot where you said you're not like, making up anger right to like scream into the pillow you are identifying the anger that's been kind of the undercurrent of your life thus far and that maybe is why you randomly start to lash out at people during random times or that's why you just start to break down and you're like I don't like I feel like when we are in that disconnection with our emotions there's a lot of time where I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I'm so angry. Like there's just the emotions are riding you and you are no longer experiencing them. They have just like a chokehold on you. Right. And it's like releasing the chokehold sounds like what you do. And also a lot of the work that I do as well. So I, I think it's really important for people to share this, right. To share that our anger is safe our sadness is safe. Our happiness is safe, right? Like all of it is just meant to be expressed. Yes. And for you, what was that like for you to just on a personal note, first for you to allow yourself to feel that anger within yourself for the first time? Like, why do you think was there, let me say this first. Was there a lot of fear for you to feel your own anger before we dive into other individuals?
1: There was, because I knew how powerful it was. So I spent a lot of time being afraid of my own power. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, I think maybe mis kind of diagnose fear of failure. And it's actually fear of success, like fear of our own power. And I was terrified of my power. And I wanted to squash it and I wanted to hide and I didn't want to be different. So um, it really, you know, there was some, there's a few baby steps for sure to kind of like, ah, oh my, oh my god! but then, you know, it's um, because we're our own drug, right? We have our own, all those beautiful chemicals. I started to kind of like ride the high of these emotional expressions where previously I was putting, you know, things that weren't mine into my system Mm. and, you know, anyone who's dealing with any type of like substance stuff, which is really any type of avoidance behavior. I, you know, we don't, we don't ever get rid of an addiction. We don't get rid of a behavior. We replace it. And so I slowly started to replace like addictive avoidance behavior with um, present, commitment behavior right so one's low line one's high line high you know higher line vibration it was terrifying and then it wasn't Mm. and it wasn't Uh, but it really and there's no like in between really you just have to commit it's a commitment and so people have to get to a point maybe for you too, like, I don't know if you've ever been gift, like, oh my, I want to gift my friend accession with you. And it's like, Hey, this isn't like a massage. Right? Like, I don't think
0: I want to come. They're like, <laughs> is- <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, you know, that's for yeah, the totally. people are like, um, no, it's okay. Like, I yeah. <laughs> right. Right.
1: So it's like, you gotta be, you gotta to do the work that we're offering, you know, the guidance that we're offering a person has to be ready. They don't need to know anything else other than I want to something needs to shift. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. So it was terrifying that it
0: wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, so many of us are afraid of our own emotions or, especially I feel like anger is a big one that is. Yes. And that is one that like, I know in New York city, I'm here in New Jersey, but in New York city, there's like these rooms where you can go and like break stuff. And I'm like, that's so beautiful. Like I've always dreamed of having a place where people can just go and like break plates, right. Having like a safe place to express their emotions, not like harming others. Um, But now in the world, we're seeing a lot of that, you know, irresponsible, emotional release that's happening in the world. Um, So if you would like, if we would like to dive into this conversation of How, you know, you mentioned like adult temper tantrums that are happening. And I mean, I'm all for, I'm all for adult temper tantrums if they happen in the safety of your own home and if you're doing them consciously to release that moment, if you don't want to do the dishes, the laundry, whatever, and then you move on and you know, that's a, that's a responsible emotional release of a temper tantrum. Right. But there is a lot that we're seeing. That's not that. Um, So. Mm You know, how have you been navigating this, um, this pathway of watching others respond from that really charged place? How do you respond to that? How have you been able to navigate this?
1: You know, it's, uh, it's come with some complexity, not gonna, you know, Lie, be really honest around the complexity around people, you know, that maybe you're close with or people that I've been close with that, um, that their behavior is the evidence that they haven't done this kind of work. So I'd like to bring in just kind of like some aspects of the law of the universe, law of polarity, which I know you're a big fan of, right? And then then law of attraction, okay? So anytime we want something outside of us to change in order for us to feel better, it's never going to be sustainable. It might work for a small amount of time, but it won't be a sustainable change because those changes occur within.
0: Mm.
1: And when we haven't done that work, that responsible emotional release work, navigating the backlog sludge, you know, laying that foundation down, then it's going to look like you need to do this in order for me to feel safe. You need to do this in order for me to be okay you need to things need to go back to the way where they were you have to do this so so i can go to fucking sizzlers you have to you know whatever we're saying all kinds of weird shit right yeah. <laughs> you know and and so what I, and it doesn't mean that i don't understand that like i get that right because i understand the law of polarity on this particular planet it's very easy for me to understand all these perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also have done a, 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 an enormous amount of work on myself. And so I'm able to come into center, trust my own instincts, and then have a very neutral kind of um, expression around other people that have like a different fucking jam than I do. Right. Yeah. Cause that's and so okay. that's it. Yeah. Right. And that's it. So, so what I have kind of really do- dove into for my own my, my work with me is um, you do you, right? It's like you do you. I ha- don't have a desire to go back to anything. I take this time as massive transformation and growth, which means number one, we never go back, right? We just don't. That's not how, you know, time isn't linear, number one. It's just now, 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 now. And so I'm here now, 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 now. Mm. And, and I and I love the change and I'm here for the change and I'm here for the growth. So I have no desire to um, you know, not take my shoes off when I go to somebody's house that they rec- they want fucking people's shoes off. It's not gonna th- I mean your house, I'm gonna take my shoes off. I yeah. get it, right? But if I don't wanna take my shoes off, I'm not going to your house. Yes. Period yeah. the end here at the end. That's it. That is it. But now it, you know, it'd be different. We're seeing a lot of this. It's like, I want to go to your house and I'm not taking my fucking shoes off and you're going to have to fucking deal with it. Sorry. That's not how it works. That's not how, so that would be an irresponsible temper tantrum, responsible temper tantrum. is like, oh man, I really fucking miss you, but I get it. You're, you are where you are. Like, And then I go cry or whatever, Mm-mm. send some love out, but it's like, yeah, I don't want to take my shoes off. So I get it. I respect that you want shoes off at your house. I get that. I get that. I'm not into that right now. I want to keep my shoes on right now, but um, it doesn't mean I don't care for you. It doesn't mean I don't understand where you are, but I'm going to keep my shoes on over here.
0: Hmm. That's a really beautiful um, analogy, is that the right word? That's a really really beautiful example of that and a really clear way to explain it, right? That we all have our own responsibility. And also you mentioned something like trusting your own instincts. And that is something that is so undervalued in our Mm -hmm. world, society, culture, Mm -hmm. right? That ability to trust our instincts those that do are deemed, you know, the kooky, the, this, the, mm-hmm. that, and trusting our, our, own instincts is our, like our primal nature. That is how yeah. we would be existing in the world if there wasn't for all these other things. Right. Yes. We yes. would be, that's how we would be following our life, living our life Yes, and, you know, trusting that innate feeling within us is the way for us all to expand in a way that's safe for the individual, for that sovereign being, right? And I think we've kind of just kind of, everyone's kind of like, do you know what's happening? Do you know what's happening? I don't know. Let's just join together because then maybe we can all figure it out together, right? But really we need to all remember that we can pull apart and be strong within our own selves, trust our own intuitive Mm -hmm. instincts, our own primal desires. And then from there, we can still come back together, but still stronger, Right. right? Rather than just like this clusterfuck of yeah. thinking someone else can help us outside but really it's just us who has, yes. has the key has the center line and it's like the power is just outside right now for many yeah. individuals yes. and how how can we bring the power back I mean for you know doing that for the work right D- diving into that emotional sludge I'm assuming is where yeah. you would take that <laughs> Well, you
1: know, I think we gotta look at we gotta address addiction, right? So we're seeing addiction across the planet, and that addiction looks like avoidance behavior, and that avoidance looks behavior looks like I'm gonna lean into something outside of me to fix my life. Right. Instead of go within. Yeah. And anytime we're in a now moment, now, 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 when you can come back to the now, 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 now moment, you realize that none of that other shit actually matters.
0: Really. Yeah.
1: And in that now, 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 now moment is when you can change your life experience. Mm, Yeah. And it doesn't matter what's going on around you. That's, that is the key. You have to be Well, I would like to invite people, I say have to, but you know, you can take it wherever you want. I'd I'd love to invite you to, to watch what you are consuming with your eyeballs, right? What are you consuming? And I do, you know, sex talks too. It's like, what are you consuming with your vagina? If you're a woman, what are you consuming with your mouth? What are you consuming with your eyeballs? What are you consuming with your lungs? What are you consuming with your skin? Yeah, I would watch your consumption is what consumption is rooted in avoidance behavior. And we're seeing that across the fucking board right now. And here's the thing because the, you know, then we can go into Hertz frequency. The Hertz, you know, frequencies are a very known tool that has been known for a very long time by a lot of people, uh, and a lot of other modalities and technologies that are rooted in this mathematical alchemy have been known for a very, very long time with a lot of people and have been used to orchestrate certain things.
0: Mm.
1: Very calculated. Yeah. The cool thing about that, though, is that these, uh, these technologies are protected with a specific code of light, meaning any sinister agenda will not have the full capacity of these technologies. Mm. But those of us that are practitioners in these specific technologies, he- here it is. It's our duty to up our game and trickle down. So then we can continue to shift the vibration of the planet, the sound, actual sound of the planet, the Schumann resonance of the planet, Mm. because everything is sound and that's math. That's physics, right? Okay. So we can go into like some really brass tacks with that, but, you know, we're moving in, whether we like it or not. And and whether you want to say it's conspiracy theory or not, we are headed towards a world government. Now, as beautiful or ugly as that is, depends on those of us that came here to the planet with that agenda to kind of be on the front lines. (laughs) Are we going to double down and do the work? Hmm. And that's the work that you and I do, right? Yeah. That's the work that we do. Now, we have a responsibility here. The golden age might not get here if we do not double down and show up in this way and increase and increase and increase and invite and invite and invite. Now, what that doesn't mean is you are my client. You need to see things my way. It means you are my client. You need to see things your way. Mm, Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's my way and question everything, question me, question you, question everything except for this. But the, the, that vibration on the planet and everything else that's going on is, is a is interfering with the, the, the signal, the intuition signal. Mm-hmm. So people are like, how, I don't even know what the fuck that is. What do I, how do I, I don't know what my instincts are. What? Yeah. Right. And like, so then again, you see you. Yeah. you then, then you go. And that's when you lean into some support. There's tools, there's tips, there's technologies out yeah. there that will help you without a shadow of a doubt, identify what's your yes and what's your no. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even if you're listening to this episode you're probably listening to it for a reason, right? Sometimes we just stumble upon something and that's sometimes just source mm-hmm. God, whatever you want to call the higher energy, just kind of bringing something across, right? Maybe you're not listening. You know how we we were mentioning in the beginning of the episode, we weren't listening to our instincts, right? And we were right. pushing past them. And then the body was, mm, you should probably mm-hmm. stop. And yep. it's the same way, just because we understand this and we understand how to listen to our bodies, right? Doesn't mean we always do it, right? And it's that it's just about relearning, like recommitting to that, right? Every day it's that commitment to that choice and how you said, you know, in the now, there's everything that we desire. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, something dropped in during meditation. I was like, well, what if the now isn't like all it's cracked up to be, right? Like it was like this, like, this like shadow thought came in and i was like why you know we we say that you know the now has everything we desire but but why and i was just like open myself to up to like exploring that cuz i just like to you know question things and dive into things and you know how you mentioned it's that ability to choose that's what the now uh-huh. holds and yes. in the most like simple way to explain it you know without getting really out there right the now holds the ability just to choose like to choose again to choose uh-huh how you want to be. So maybe you've been disconnected from your intuition, disconnected from your primal knowing, but you have the ability to choose to tap into that now, right. To, to shift how the rest of your day, the rest of your, your year will move forward. And I think that's an important thing to add in there because we all have the ability and how you said, you know, the light workers, whatever you want to call it here on the planet, right. We're here. And we're here to to hold that frequency, to share that frequency, and to support others in finding their own. Because I feel like that will again create those strong pillar pillars around the world, rather than these just like congelated beings that are just you know yes meshed there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, just sending
1: them so much like, Oh, please wake up. But, and I say that, but then I remember it's just like, well, this, we got to remember, it's not their timeline is not my fucking business, right? Their path and purpose. That's not my business. So a lot of people that are doing some weird shit. It's like, they are, they are contributing to their path and purpose that might be multi lifetime. And it's not our business. It's not our business. That's why it, in the now we have the choice and choices to focus. If you're focused on someone that's doing some shit that's not a match for you, then you look out the window and look at a tree, right? It's just like now, right? It's like, oh, yeah. uh, uh, ooh, ah, uh, right? Yeah. So now, 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 choice, choice, choice. And um, they, I love that you brought that up about that now moment. Cause I think about that often. It's just like, oh, fucking now, now, now. But then, you know, if I'm always thinking about now, 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 am I actually even doing anything, <laughs> right? I gotta, I gotta do stuff, <laughs> but, you know, bringing the now into the, into the moment. But you know, it's what, kind of like really uh, just kind of tickles me is in the now moment it reminds me that um, you know time isn't eternal but time there is no such thing as time it's timelessness not endless time timelessness timelessness Mm. And so when we have timelessness. So it's like this, the pressure needs to be on for those of us that signed up for it. Yes, we can't, you know, we got to do, do, do now, 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 raise, 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 hold, hold, hold. That's why we're here. Right. It's like, Mm. right. And in those moments where we kind of need a little, uh, it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not running out of time because there is no time. Mm.
0: Yeah, time is a whole nother episode that comes up during like every episode. And I feel like I need to just do I think you need to, that's clearly like in itself. Yeah. Because yeah. It trips me out so much every time. Um, and that's that's another baby that will come at some point. But yes, yeah, that's so important. And I just want to sprinkle this in. I was listening to a Ram Das lecture a couple days ago, and this was back, you know, in the 70s, but still so yes. relevant today. And someone asked him, you know, like do you believe that we're in the grand awakening? Like, do you think like we're entering the new age, you know, and I'm going to butcher how he said it, but I'm just going to kind of summarize it. Cause he has a beautiful way of storytelling. Um, but he was basically like, maybe there is a grand awakening happening. Maybe there's Armageddon. He's like, some people that's what they believe, right? Some people are really into the awakening. Some people think this is the end of the world. And he's like, if I feed into one or the other, then I'm just feeding into the hope or the hopelessness. And he's like, all I can really do in the now is open, quiet my mind and open my heart, quiet my mind and open my heart. And he was like, and then whatever happens, happens. Even if we go into the great awakening, still all I got to do is quiet my mind and open my heart, you know? And I think that was just a kind of like a, you know, an eye opener for me of that's all we have to do. And it sounds. Yeah simple, so complex, right? Yes. Just quieting ourselves to open ourselves up to what is happening in here, right? What is plugged in to the, the collective web? What is that primal inner intuition telling us? And just open our hearts to those around us, to the other beings on this earth, because, you know, Ram Dass always says, you know, just see everyone as God in drag, right? And it's like that, that energy of, Yes, they may disagree with you, but can you still hold them in that space of love? I just wanted to add that in because I just love him so much. I
1: lo- oh, yeah. I mean, thank you. That was so, so perfect. It, you know, it is so simple. I was just having this conversation earlier today. It's so simple. And we have been so nurtured into the opposite. And that's what makes it complex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, because we've been lit from the from the get-go, we have been taught the opposite. Uh, but it is, it really is. Like once you tap into that, you know, once you have, once you have the experience, you can kind of see how simple it is. And then you apply, and then it is the commitment piece. Am I gonna commit? Am I gonna commit right now? Am I what am I committing to? Am I gonna commit? Am I gonna commit to me? Um, the choice. And yeah.
0: yeah that yeah. choice to come back to choose. And yeah, that is, that's yeah. the sacred dance, right? That's the dance of our existence of that continuous yeah. ebbing and flowing. And yeah, I also wanted to offer you, is there anything else that feels really alive for you to share around these topics in this moment?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, I would like to, for all of us to take a look at um, Am I being encouraged to cut people out of my life because they're making different choices than I do?
0: Mm.
1: Am I cutting people out of my life because they're making different choices than I am? Why do I think it's my business? And I'm not saying it's not your business, but but why is it your business? Why? And is it really? Um, And Mm. so that's been a hot topic uh, the other hot topic, you know, that just because it comes into my, into my space so often is, you know, um, certain kinds of medical freedoms. And I, you know, I don't have, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do other than what we were saying before, trust your instincts. But what I will say is I am pro-choice across the board. Mm-hmm. And that might not be a match for people. And that's okay. You know, I just don't have to be a match. Um, but what I will say is just make sure you're educated. And one resource that I found to be remarkable is uh, see if you can maybe, if, if it interests you, find some um, retired medical professionals that no longer have skin in the game.
0: Mm. Mm, that's an interesting. And
1: just get their, you know, just pick their brain a little bit, you know. But there's a lot of information out there, so uh, just, just be educated and part of that education is then trusting your instincts and one of the things like if I'm not in the laboratory doing the shit myself I'm taking it with a grain of salt yeah um and this is across the board this isn't just about necessarily like the hottest topic on the planet it really is it's like you know um when you trust your instincts I think that you'll find that there are and have always been some sinister agenda when it comes to politics in big pharmaceutical companies. And that's just not new, <laughs> that's across the <laughs> board. <laughs> and I don't know why it's like, so people are like, you know, I even have like like punk rock friends from back in the day, like fucking oh, anarchy and they're like, the total, it's like the opposite. I'm like, when when did we start trusting the government and big pharmaceutical companies right that one. Um, you know, and yeah, i'm not telling you what to do other than trust your instincts you know i don't share what my choices are because i believe in medical freedom and privacy um, but I probably am making very similar choices to some of these viewers and I or not, right? It's yeah. you know, it's whatever. Uh, but again, across the board, across, this is with emotional expression, kind of what we were talking about before. Are you being discouraged to express yourself in a healthy way? Are you being encouraged? Are you being taught how to do that? Are you not being taught? Are you being taught to avoid? Are you are you taught being taught to point the finger? Are you being taught to look outside of yourself for peace and and you know, whatever, your your free buffet ticket to Sizzler, or you know. Whatever. So, <laughs> those are my hot topics. So, but we're just real quick, because we've, you and I have talked a little bit about this before. Things to look out for: <laughs> when we are introduced to fear, we have a lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when we have a lack of sleep, we it's quite easy to look outside of ourselves for answers. And when we look outside of ourselves for answers, it's then quite easy when we don't have a lot of sleep or internal resources Mm. to turn our backs on people that might have gotten sleep, that might look inside for answers. So just take a
0: look. Mm. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah, Yeah. and maybe the first way to connect back to the intuition, right? Get some sleep.
1: (laughs) get some
0: sleep that was it for us too it's just like oh yeah 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 because yeah. I mean it's like with anything right it's that where is your light being dimmed right I always say you know societal constraints and norms they aren't bad quote-unquote but when they suppress us contract us and you know remove us from our brilliance our light our joy then they need yes. to be altered right they need to be shifted they yes. need to be looked at yes. and that's with anything right with yeah. the new hot topic you know and yeah. whatever other out whatever else right with healing right. transformation spiritual whatever it is um that constant connection and i yeah is there any other tip that you want to share on you know connecting back to the intuition for someone that's like mm, totally yeah, absolutely. Uh, a beautiful tip that to have an experience is
1: just um, a little quick exercise and we could do it together if you want. Um, very quick. So you're like hunched over on your phone most of the time, right? Like most, most of us are, or, or, you know, in this kind of hunched posturing where our brain stems being cut, kind of cut in half by the, the base of the skull. So be in that posture just for a moment. Bring in something like a shitty thought. Just notice. It's probably, it's probably easy to grab onto, right? It's like, oh yeah, I got it right there, okay? And then take a moment and straighten your spine completely. Put your navel to the spine if you can, and tuck the chin, give me the biggest double chin you can, right? And then close your eyes, roll them up to the third eye, and begin to soften your breath in and out of the nose with the breath. And then bring in the same exact thought and notice what may or may not be different. You might notice that the thought is softer. You might notice that it might not even be available to you. So if you're in this spot, what that does is that this connects you to your higher self. This opens up your psychic channel, which is your brainstem, okay? And from there, it's so much easier than to do like a body scan and go like, wow, where am I hurting? What's being expressed from my body? Do I need to sleep? Do I need to eat? Do I need water? Do I need a cold shower? And it's just so much easier from that space than to go then to kind of like actually identify an instinct
0: Mm, and then trust it. Right. And And then, then, and then follow through. Right. So I love that you
1: said that you have to trust it. And so then at that point, Abraham, Hicks says it
0: all the time. You know, too much. You already know too much.
1: So if you have an instinct and you go against it, then guess
0: what happens? You go back in the cycles and you're like, how did I get yeah. here? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all of the jazz there. Brandy, yeah. this such a beautiful conversation. Honey, loved it. Um, I would love for you to share with our listeners how they could work with you, connect with you if they choose to.
1: Absolutely. So you can always hop on my website. It's innercalling.com. I-N-N-E-R-C-A-U-L-L-I-N-G.com. It's that call, that amniotic sac with each layer that is shed. We are reborn. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Inner Calling. You can find me on Instagram inner calling, all of it's inner calling. And um, I have a beautiful workshop that I'm going to be launching the details to on the 1st of June. It's a summer workshop that I'm pairing with an astrologer. uh, And that's a really, we're going deep into uh, self-awakening and trusting your instincts, this exact, exact thing. So if you're seeing this and you want some juicy, good stuff, it's going to be starting on the solstice. So we have a big summer thing happening pretty soon. So I'd love to, love, love, love to connect. And on my website, you can call me, right? You can call me you can text me, you can email me. <laughs> I want to connect with you. If you feel like a yes to this work.
0: Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> and we wrap up every sacred dance conscious conversation by asking I mean, we've touched on this, but mm-hmm. if you were to give someone that one tip to, con- to find that greater balance in their reality, what would that be?
1: Soften. Soften your gaze. Soften your hearing. Soften your face. Soften your breath.
0: Just soften. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful, right? The other side of the polarity. Of unbalance. So thank you so much. This was so, so beautiful. And yes, if you feel inspired by Brandy, give her a shout. She is medicine and magic. And I'm so grateful to have her here. And to also, we also are um, co-authors in the book Legacy Speaks that I've shared with you all. So all the links will be dropped down in the show notes if you feel inspired to check it out. So thank you yes, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Sat Nam, blessed be. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Sacred Dance. If you enjoyed the medicine shared here, check us back out next Thursday as there are new episodes released every week. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube. Be sure to rate and review the podcast as you check us out. So that we can grow and spread this community of balance, sovereignty, and everyone finding their own nuggets of truth in it all. Thank you and see you next week.